The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hey, AI Today listeners. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. From books and materials ranging from fundamentals of AI to deep dives on implementing AI projects to AI ethics, tools, software, checklists, and more, our resources page will help you on your AI journey whether you're just starting out or you're well on your way. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. That's aitoday.live slash L-I-S-T. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And, you know, uh, we've been doing this AI Today podcast now since 2017. So going on six years, and really, it's, you know, been a fantastic, you know, we've been hearing from so many of you who have enjoyed so many different parts of our AI Today podcast, you know, tens of thousands, I don't know, but we're like millions of total downloads now, the count just keeps increasing. And, you know, some of you are using what we do on our AI Today podcast in your daily job, you are referencing some of our uh, terms and terminology in your work, or some of the things we talked about some of our interviews that we've had with our practitioners, perhaps something from our failure series, or our use case series. So that's why we do it. We do AI today for you, for your our audience. And of course, you know, we want you to understand AI. We want you to do it right. Of course, you know, we want you to do AI with the best practice methodology. That's part of the reason why we do it. But honestly, we've been doing this podcast since we started a long time ago, and we have never run out of things to say. So I encourage you to stay engaged, stay subscribed, listen to all of our podcasts. As if the if this is the first one, know that we don't just do glossary stuff. We do so much more. And this glossary entry that we're going to do, talk about some definitions, is part of a much longer series. So stay subscribed. We got more coming and we have certainly done a lot in the past as well. Exactly. And as Ron mentioned, we've put together a very comprehensive AI glossary that we link to in the show notes. You can also find at Cognolytica.com. It goes over key terms related to AI, machine learning, and big data at a high level. So that in case you've never heard this term, then you know you can read at a high level what it's about, or maybe you're not sure how it relates to AI and machine learning and big data, and now you do. So we put together this glossary series to go over these terms. And on some podcasts, we present just one term, and on other podcasts, we present terms that group together nicely. And that's what we're doing today. So we're going to be presenting on the terms automation, robot, robotics, and collaborative robot, sometimes called cobots. So first, let's get started with automation. We have had podcasts on automation before, so we'll link to those as well. Really dive deep into the subject there. Uh, you know, we've done that on previous podcasts. But basically, automation is just using technology to perform repetitive tasks. Automation improves things like speed. It improves accuracy. And these tasks typically are programmed, so automation is not considered AI or intelligence. And that's important. Don't confuse automation with intelligence. Typically, we're just programming a task or, you know, that's repetitive that we can program. Um, it's incredibly useful, so we don't want to downplay automation. Just note it's not intelligence. Automation really is about efficiency and repeatability. 
automation enables next level innovation because when we're able to automate things, you know, we can say, okay, what what next is possible? Automation enables us to deal with variability as well. And automation has been around really for thousands of years. So it's not a new concept at all. Uh, it's been around for quite some time. Automations that are performed independent of human operations, so we can have, uh, you know, uh, automations that are that don't require the human. So think about that as automatic or unattended, especially in terms of uh, other areas where automation will come up. We have a podcast on RPA. So think about that. Uh, and this is where machines perform a task without any human involvement. So examples of this would be automatically taking inbound emails, extracting information, and performing operations. So we've programmed the uh, the system to automatically, you know, take something, do something to it, and then it'll perform that uh, operation. Then we have automations that help with human tasks. So think about this as assisted or attended. So we're not, you know, we're not doing this without the human there at all. We're just assisting the human. So while a human is performing some necessary high-level cognitive task, the machine performs a necessary low cognitive task. So an example of this could be with a call center augmentation. The human picks up is handling the phone call. They're talking with the person on the other line the entire time, but maybe the machine is helping handle some operations. So it will help, um, you know, automatically pull up some information. So it's just assisting the human with the call, but it's not actually doing the call for the human. So um, if you notice, we're actually mixing the idea of robot, both the sort of hardware, you might be thinking a robot is like a physical thing, you know, it's got arms and legs or whatever, and can move around as well as the softer idea of a robot, the bot, you know, for whatever reason, in our parlance, whenever we talk about a hardware thing, we say row in front of bot. But whenever we're talking about a software thing, we just say bot. Uh, but they're basically the same idea, right? So if you think about a robot, whether it's a hardware bot or just a bot, it's its hardware or software machine that performs a task on behalf of a human automatically. That's what a robot is. Robots can be physical machines with arms, wheels, tracks, devices, whatever, or they could be software bots that perform some automated user interface or API task. When you go to a website and says, please click this if you're a robot, it's not asking if you're like a hardware robot. It's trying to make sure that you're not some software bot that's trying to scrape information or do something that it's not supposed to, right? So of course, when someone says that you're acting robotic, they're not saying you're being intelligent, right? They're just saying you're doing something repetitive. So ironically, robots are not inherently intelligent. And even the basic idea of a robot is not meant to be an intelligent thing. And most robots don't even look like humans. They don't even act like humans. They're not even human-like in any sort of way. They're just robotic things that move around on wheels or have manipulating devices or something like that. Most often, robots do not use any kind of artificial intelligence technology or anything like it, and are just programmed to perform some task repetitively, rules-based with some basic capabilities to either detect things or not detect things or operate. And the actual term robot comes from a play from 1920 from by Karl Chopik, who the word robot is sort of slow, Slavic, robot, which means to work. So it's just a worker, right? So, the, so it's kind of funny because the term robot has no connection to artificial intelligence, has no connection to you know, intelligent machines. I mean, 1920, right? The term AI wasn't even coined for another 30, 40 years. We had no computers. So people just get it tripped up in their mind because they think about intelligent 
cyborgs and and other sort of anthropomorphic devices, and they think of them as robots, but but most robots are not that. So of course, robotics is the engineering discipline dealing with the conception and design, construction, operation, and application of robots. And when you're doing robotics, you're trying to create machines that can assist or augment humans in a variety of ways, with or without AI. The study of AI is actually separate from the study of robotics. There's clearly an overlap, but you can have roboticists that have nothing to do with AI, right? And they're not weird. <laughs> they're not, they're very, very normal. And when they talk about robotics, they usually will talk about the three Ks, where these Ks are actually Japanese words, so I won't even attempt to pronounce them. There's an English equivalent that are the four Ds. For whatever reason, we added one more. And those Ds are usually the times when we use robots, whether when a task is dull or demeaning. So when you want to have something done, but you don't want to use a person for it because they'll get bored or it's sort of not sort of undignified, I guess, for them to do it. Or if a task is expensive, dear, uh, you know, it just costs a lot or if it's dangerous. So the, the task has some level of danger to it. These are all situations in which we would apply uh, robotics. Exactly. And so as Ron mentioned, you know, robots, they are not inherently intelligent. They are also not necessarily meant to work side by side with humans. If we think about factory robots, they're normally caged off from humans because they're just very strong and powerful and literally do the same task over and over. So they're programmed, you know, grab this piece of equipment and move it over here or take this car door and bolt it into the frame. And they're not familiar with their surroundings. They're not cognizant of their surroundings so that if humans accidentally get in their way, well, oops a dupes, because now you might get picked up by the robotic arm. So in the, in the 1990s, this coin was termed collaborative robot and also sometimes just referred to as cobots, which really is a robot that is operating in conjunction with and close proximity to humans to perform their tasks. So these are not caged off. They're meant to be operating side by side with humans. And they're meant to also help and assist humans to enhance human capabilities and performance. So like I said, they're not caged off anymore. You can think about collaborative robots as, you know, robots that can roam the halls. So now they need to understand surroundings. You can also maybe uh, take an arm, a robotic arm and program it to be, you know, assisting a human side by side with them. So they do need to be more obviously cognizant of their surroundings, right? So now you can see how artificial intelligence is coming into play here in some of the seven patterns of AI that we talked about. So the recognition pattern, you know, being able uh, to make sense of that unstructured data, understand the settings around them. Uh, so that's basically the, you know, high level overview of Cobot. We also have a podcast on this. We have an infographic that we'll link to as well if you'd like to learn more. But this just gives you that general understanding now of automation, robot, robotics, and collaborative robot, how it fits into each other and how it fits into the, like, the overall larger picture of AI and cognitive technologies. So, of course, understanding these terms at a high level is one thing, but understanding how to put them into practice is another. And that's really where CPM AI comes into play. We're big advocates of doing AI right. We are big advocates of following best practices methodologies, in particular, the cognitive project management for AI methodology, CPM AI. 
So for our AI Today listeners, we've put together a free intro to CPMAI course. You can go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI to check it out and learn more about CPMAI at a high level and understand how you can apply it for project success. If you're interested in taking the you know, much more comprehensive course and then become CPMAI certified, you can go to cognolitica.com slash CPMAI. You can sign up for the training and upon completion of the training and all of the exercises, you will become CPMAI certified. I know many of our podcast listeners are CPMAI certified and we would love to add you to that growing list of CPMAI certified folks from around the globe. So I'll link to both of them in the show notes and you can uh, either go directly there or type in the URLs that I've shared. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at aitoday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners. To expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.